Hey, welcome to In The Zone. It's your boy, Double D. In studio, Trev Five Star Jones. You still going by Five Star? Five Star, right. Yeah. All right, so, uh, man, before you got into mixed martial arts, it was jiu-jitsu first. Jiu-jitsu first. Uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit of uh, your start on jiu-jitsu and um, competitions and, and how things have went for you so far in your jiu-jitsu career. Right on. Um, so... I was playing MFL with you guys. Yeah, playing football. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the season ended, and they're like, man, you have skills. You got to come out and train. You know, I had grappled a couple of times with my homeboy, Matt. <clears throat> Wrestled him at some intramurals in high school and stuff. So he's like, yeah, man, you got to come down. So after football, I ended up trying it out. I was just doing jiu-jitsu only. I was getting pretty good. I competed in Japan after five months doing jiu-jitsu. We had a Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach come out, um, Marcelo Nunes. He was here for four years or something like that. He had came out, so I got lucky. I had a Brazilian coach right away, and I was free. I was young. I was training twice a day with him every day, and he's way bigger than me, so we're grinding every day. Then I did the Japan tournament. I did well. I won, like, four fights. Lost my fifth fight, but a close fight against the winner. I got first place, so it was nice. So I came back to Guam. I got promoted to Blue Belt really early, five months into Blue Belt. And then um, some of my teammates was like, man, you got to fight. Because I always was helping them out on the side, too. They have fights. They're fighting. They're like, man, you got to fight. Then all of a sudden, a month and a half later, I was fighting my first amateur fight in Pixie. Yeah, you know. I remember filming you when you went to JFK. You played safety for, for JFK. and Safety. At safety, man, you're making all the tackles. And yes. I'm like, bro, this guy over here stuffing Star. the runs and just coming in here, you know, as a safety. So making I got all, all island of football yeah, making every all time the plays. I was on the field. So. Yeah, so um, do you think just playing sports in general kind of helped you out and, and gave you that uh, – what you needed to, to be successful in the in the game of jujitsu because man, you know, when you're making those tackles, you're shooting low and, and, yes, and getting for sure, in. yeah. You know, everyone thinks I got the proper, proper wrestling. I really don't. Um that's just the explosion for football. It really is. That's the way we gotta pop people, you know, we gotta have that explosion, you know. Sometimes you run into bigger guys, you gotta know how to aim low and take them out. And when people think a takedown is like has to be really, really technical, you know, when you got that explosion, I just knew like a takedown means put him on the ground, you know. Yeah, and, and put that's... him on the ground. So I just try and put them on the ground, you know, and as I as I keep working and I keep working, I get more better techniques and it gets easier to put them on the ground when you got those kind of explosions too. So in the beginning there was no rushing. It was the the football pops. So how many years uh in the game and the, the sport of jujitsu are, are you into right now? Um, 2011. So going on about eight years right now. About eight eight years, six months. And uh, your your belt level right now. I'm a black belt in Brazil. So just got got black belt recently. Got a black belt a year ago. Year ago, and uh, one month ago. For you, man, you're one of the guys that that has also been in the fight game uh, for for quite some time. And when we we look at your record, man, you got. Wins over Kyle Uggen. Kyle Uggen's been, you know, constantly pushing, uh, still active in the fight game. Kyle's really good. Yeah, and, and you know, fighting in the in the shows. Uh, you beat Josh Duenas. Um, 
he was on a tear. Like yeah. he was a Saipan fighter, but he was still one of the best Saipan fighters at the yeah. time. He had a good record. He held the belt over there in Saipan. So yes, that was another tough fight because that's my up and coming time. Troy uh, Bentiag. He was on a tear too. Everybody was be- he was destroying everybody. Everybody in Philippines fought some of the Guam guys who was beating him up. And you only he only had one loss at the time, so he was also really good. And the only like real loss, loss because I mean we we. We follow you, or I'll follow you on social media. And those split decision loss could have easily went in your favor, hands sure, down, right? For sure. And um, so Alvin uh, Kagdan—that's his 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're you're fairly new to the game still. I was still new. I was uh, four, what was that? Four and three there, four and two. Yeah, four and two. Yes, I was four and two. He had about 25 fights right at the time. 20, 22 fights at the time. Um, I have my little. Stuff about that fight But you know I don't want to go into it But yeah He got the choke So I don't complain about that fight He's one of the guys I never complain about Because he got the choke But I dominated him In the first round I mounted him twice I know that was a fight I could have easily won too But I had three weeks For that fight yeah. to train And Looking back at that fight I had three weeks And, and that's probably Around the time too Where um, Back in the days Weight cut was a little issue For you um, yes, I, I only had three weeks for that fight, yeah. so I got a three-week call for that fight, and I took it. I came back from the States. I was, PXC was coming up. They asked me if I was going to fight. Of course, I'm going to fight. Yeah, so. and um, we I all know. I died on that week cut. I yeah. died. And we all know that you, early in your fight career, you're one of those guys that you took any fight pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, up to you, now, you weren't, you weren't picking it. fights like no, other never. guys. And, um, you know, looking back at that fight, is that one of the fights that, you look back on that and that really changed your mindset of, of really saying, hey, man, I'm going all out now for, for this oh, fight. Oh, yeah, man. that's for sure. One of them, not only that, my jiu-jitsu tournaments. Like, so I fight, and I take fighting way more seriously. So when it came time to the Marianas Open, I don't need to be fully prepared to do that. You know what I mean? I'm, like, going to do it no matter what because I'm a competitor. I'm going to put it on the line every time. So I was doing Marianas Open. And I'll get second place, and the guy will beat me. And I see the celebration. This is early on in my career still. I just started seeing the celebration, how much people were like, oh, I beat him. And I saw how much it gave them drive and stuff. And I'm like, uh-uh. Now this has to stop. You know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna turn it up a notch. You know, we're going to stop going out a little bit. We're going to turn it up a notch. We're going we're gonna to see if they can beat me when I'm working out. When I'm doing everything they're doing, we're going to see if they can compete with me. And... And and your track record is shown. So after that loss to Alvin Kakdak, uh, you beat Ricky Camp. Ricky Camp just uh, won Ricky's, a belt in Ricky's Hawaii. Ricky's on a tear right now. Yeah, uh, you beat Toby Misech. On a tear right now. Just and, fought at Walter Dantes in Bellator. Yeah, and, and these guys, you talk about. And he owns multiple titles also. Yeah. Um, split decision loss to Quanho Kwok. Uh, he's he's one of those guys too. He was UFC undefeated fighter. at the time. Yeah, undefeated. But you know, then again, that's a fight that I feel I won for sure. Mark Abelardo beats <laughs> knocks out everybody. Yeah, and, and you know that fight right there. They're like, oh man, this is the fight where you know either Mark tre- right now is nineteen and five. He yeah. just lost a fight recently, and and that Mark's was a fight where. We're going to see, hey, is Trev going to get tested in the stand-up or what's going to happen? And you, you came out with Flying that colors. dub. Yeah. Um, looking back, man, the the fight that had the field house rocking the loudest that I can remember, the knockout over uh, Labiano. Labiano's fighting main events in Bellator. Man, and this dude had all the hype behind him mm-hmm. entering that fight. And, mm-hmm. and 
Uh, the the fight camp you had heading into that fight, you were with ja- what Jackson or who who did you train with for that fight? I know you worked uh, a little bit with your hands. You, I oh, think, Gil Martinez at uh, Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, that that was a fight where you were gonna let your hands go. You let them go, caught them, dropped them, mm-hmm. KO. Um, night night. Yep, fought Kyle Uggen again. Um, let's talk about the Jay Hun So fight. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, in Korea. In Korea, and man, you you fought quite a few places. You fought in Korea, mm-hmm. um, most recently winning uh, in Japan. Uh, you fought out in Russia. Uh, that Russian, yeah, Philly, Philippines. But uh, man, the Russian fight. Uh, you talked about how crazy the military and security setting was because the, the president was supposedly mm-hmm. going to be in attendance. Yes. So like everybody's getting searched for a long time. Like. The Russian president was supposed to be there, so I'm like, wow, he watches this. They're all into it, man. All the men over there, when you hit, it's Moscow was like all nice and bright. I'm like, wow, wow, but I wasn't fighting in Moscow. I was going to the fighting area, Grozny, and when you get there, it's all military and it's all fighters. Like, it's crazy. The arena that I fought in was like a UFC size arena, but there wasn't, there was only like one female. Or no females in the whole grossing. They don't allow that. So everyone in there was men. So it's like chanting men for their guys. It's a big setting. It was like, whoa, this is crazy, you know? And you talked about the, the gym settings out there, too. It's like you said, it was like military influence. Like, this is the kind of training. Everywhere you go, there's a gym to work out. Like, in your hotel, whatever. There's, like, mats, bags, everything for fighting, for treadmill. Everywhere you go has a sponsor where you somewhere you can get MMA and saunas, everything. Everywhere you go, they have that. The arena everywhere had that. Like, they're just into that kind of life. That close counter uh, mm-hmm. military in case hand to hand combat comes yeah. in. Um, that fight, uh, you faced a, a pretty tough guy. Yep. And um, you came out with the uh, win by submission. Um, entering that fight, w- what did you know about your opponent? I watched him a little bit. I knew. I was. I had came off two split decision losses. One of them, the biggest fight of my life for my second world title. Like, ah, oh, I won the fight. I'm hurting. I took a quick turnaround uh, in ACA again. Uh, 20 days later only. If you look at those fights, those fights, those two split decision losses are only 20, 20, 21 days apart from each other. I fought back to back, and it was just I took that fight because I didn't like coming off the loss. I felt like I got cheated, so... It was a bounce back. I wanted to bounce back real quick and get it in real quick to show people I I got the skills. And, you know, maybe I was a little off, but, you know, that wasn't the full me, you know. So I took that fight. Then I had the same result. Like, I feel like I won the fight. I dominated. But I didn't get the nod. I was like, wow. Then I got my little training in. I had my break, but I still didn't really take a break. I got into training. I kept training. And then I pushed myself. And at the time, keep in mind, I'm not full-time MMA yet. I'm not full-time MMA. At all these times, I only got into I only start training MMA when they called me to fight. All the time, I was working all the way to my, get my black belt. So I've been training for eight years, but really it's like four, four, four jiu-jitsu, four MMA. I got a black belt in four years. I got a world title for PXC in four years. Eight years only. So I've been doing work on both sides of the table, you know. Now you're really trying to put it all together for... Yes, so now that I earned my black belt, now I'm fully full-time MMA right now. 
and you're seeing the difference. Two submissions right away as full time MMA. Yeah, and first it, round, beginning of second round, and, and it, especially that that fight against uh, or the fight in Russia, that your opponent was six and zero entering that fight. Mm-hmm. He was undefeated, and then um, your most recent win, rear naked choke uh, against Atsuka, uh, deep. 89 impact had like almost 50 fights that was like his 50th a, a fight. veteran a veteran guy and um you know for the people that follow you on, on social media uh man you're you're in camp with with some john tuck mm-hmm. you know you're in there with the guys from spike mm-hmm. um you're, you're in paradise putting in that work in the weight room now uh yeah. what was that uh mindset and what was that decision like hey um you know I'm going to go over here. I, I see you, you You put in some work, still athletics with your brother, uh, mm-hmm. JJ and them. And, man, when when you think about it, if you guys just trained uh, around each other all the time, man, you, you talk about numerous world champions with so much uh, pedigree and, and resumes that it just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm just trying to, like, train with everybody that I want to train and be positive and give good energy, you know, like. I'm not trying to fight any of them, you know what I mean? So why not train together, you know? If I can, if my team can allow me to focus and do what I need to do while giving back to them, then, you know, everyone can benefit off this, you know? I can start winning as a full-time MMA guy now. The other teams can benefit off me giving good training. You know, everyone can win. Everyone needs to come together as one. Um, Right now... No one should be fighting anyone. Everyone's really good. Everyone's good enough to fight international. So there shouldn't be anyone fighting anyone. And that's the way I see it. So I'm trying to reach out to everyone that's good, that really want to train, that's really positive, and we don't focus on negative energy no more. I never did. People yeah. probably thought I did, but I never focused on negative energy. I only talked the way I did on Facebook and Instagram and stuff in the past because... I felt that's what I deserve, you know. I have to bark. I have to say these things to get what I want, you know. If I never talked, then I'll never be in the position I'm in today. I would have never got a title shot in the Pixie, you know. I would have just been fighting guys or whatever. But sometimes you have to put your foot down. You have to talk. You have to speak with your heart. And I spoke with my heart because I truly believed it. And I work every day, man. And I ain't working for nothing. Yeah, over at uh, Vita BJJ, I I know you guys have... uh really revamp the gym over there mm-hmm. uh what's the what's the training like uh there and uh some of the young prospects i know um uh one of the boys just went out with you uh exactly. and fought in japan yeah so what what's the what's that stable like at yeah, B2B? Either, we, we we got the best jiu-jitsu man like when i'm over there it's always gonna be i get that great great jiu-jitsu you know but i fought fights just fighting over from vita just jiu-jitsu and i've won fights you know but when it came time to the Biggest fighting career, that second world title, then I should have been reaching out. And I went out to the States. I got good training in absolutely. But, you know, I should have been more ahead on the full time when I knew that was coming up, you know. So it's kind of like my fault I slacked. And I think me being full time jiu-jitsu, earning my black belt and doing MMA, I feel I want to fight. But if you want to give it to him by inch, you got it by inch, right? But... What if I was full-time MMA? That's the way I looked at it like that. Like, if I was full-time MMA, I'll put a stamp on that fight. I'll finish him. And I got all my teammates like, Trav, you're a finisher, man. Like, you shouldn't be going to the decision, dude. You got skills. Take them out. So that's what I'm looking at it now. I'm trying to – I'm finishing everybody. Yeah, and and like you said, it's just been uh, a pretty short amount of time when you talk about uh, mixed martial arts and now you're really putting it together. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, imagine that. I mean – 
you look at your corner, you got John Tuck, Trev Jones. I mean, if if somebody you go out there and you're supporting somebody else, and we get all the big namers, Frank the Crane, we get everybody mm-hmm. in one corner. Yeah. Imagine what training camp's gonna be like. I mean, because Frank's getting ready for his uh, fight right yeah, now. Before he left, we were getting work, man. Frank, yeah, my last fight, I was working with everybody. Frank, Kyle Huggins. My team, Ed, Josh, everybody was giving me the extra work. So I'm getting multiple looks. I'm getting the talented guys from my gym, the talented guys from Spike 22. I'm getting talented guys from everywhere. So, yes, I'm getting a lot of benefits, and I appreciate them because, you know, we all grow together, and that's the way I want it to be. As long as it's positive, that's all it's about. Yeah, and nowadays, too, man, um, it, it's it's a business. It's mm-hmm. a career. And, yeah. um, you know, when you get that, that quality-type uh, training partners. And, you know, back in the days – Trading was really um, around the clock because PXC, there was a couple fights throughout the year, so mm-hmm. everybody's getting ready for a fight, mm-hmm. and, and just that atmosphere and that hunger and that drive is what kept everybody pushing and showing up to the gym because it's like, hey, this fight's coming up. It's, it's word of mouth. It's being shown on TV, so the hype was there. Mm-hmm. So now when we talk about uh, a lot of you fighters, it's about fighting off-island in big shows, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, really getting your name out there and and look for yourself now um what do you got lined up right around the corner i have some contracts man i have some offers but you know i always want to go to the ufc that's the place to be you know i'm willing to work with one fc i'm willing to work with aca which i have a contract from them right now um i didn't sign or anything yet but you know we're in negotiations um i want to talk with any of the big promotions as long as the deal is fair you know I got to believe in what I believe in. Until I get what I believe in, then it's, you know, fair. But, of course, the UFC is the goal. If they want me to prove myself, I'll prove myself anytime. And you feel like uh, you're at a point in your life where this is this is when it's time to really take advantage of, of what's in front of you and, and what you've been working for all this time is just you know, uh, getting in the fight. I'm good, but I'm still not at my best yet. I still make a lot of mistakes. Um, but... I still have a lot of drive, and as long as I got the drive, then I'm going to clean up all those mistakes one by one, you know? No one's perfect. When we fight, you're always going to see one or two mistakes in yourself, but people need to stop being so hard on yourself and win to win, you know? You got to get out there and win. You got to get out there and protect yourself. You got to get there out there and not take damage and be able to fight that next guy and get paid again and support your family. You don't want to go out there every fight and get beat up on even though you win, and, you know, you're going to end up short, you know? The you long term effects. Yeah, so if I can get out there and I can be slick on the guy, take him down, choke him out every time, knock him out, that's what I'm going to do. You know? do, you, do you see a big difference um, in just your, your body now that you're really incorporating? Because weightlifting wasn't really something you used to. No, normally I always, do. Oh, no, you did? I, always, more, I used to weightlift way more. Oh, but yeah? I got older and I won't make weight if I weightlift hard. So right now we weightlift, but it's like. Technical weightlifting is like, you know, just strengthening for the day. We always get back on that treadmill to cut it down. Before, I'll have a straight lifting day back then at Katina's, and we go hard. Like, uh. Sometimes I see my pictures, I'm like, I think I'm ripped now, but I'm like, whoa, you had that already. And, you know, a lot of the posts, too, um, it seems like you're really looking at your weight and and monitoring yourself Mm -hmm. more now. Yeah. So right now, I'm holding my weight really low just in case... uh, Something good pops up, something fair pop up. It's summer. Everyone wants to enjoy summer. My birthday's in the end of the summer. Of course, I want to enjoy that, but if something fair pops up, 
That's why I'm keeping my weight low. And um, when you're when you're getting ready for a fight, typically you've taken fights on short notice. But ideally, how long would you really want to have a fight camp before stepping into the cage? So yeah, it takes experience to get to know that. So that second world title fight, man. Oh, I was put. First of all, if it was a tournament, we're supposed to fight right away that day. You want to do a tournament? I'm ready to fight right away that day. When I beat my other guy, I was fresh. He was doing injured. He couldn't fight that day if he wanted to. I'm the champion already. Then again, he hurt his hand, and we waited like we're supposed to fight in April. Then or we're supposed to fight in February. Then April. Then it turned to be June. I'm I'm burnt out already. I have a two-time. I have my second world title. Of course, I'm not going to stop training, but now that I look back on it, I'm burnt out. I've been training too hard, too long, you know? And all this time I'm training, this guy's studying me and watching me. He was smart. He was watching my Instagram. He was watching everything. But I thought I was like, uh, this guy can't beat me because I watched him that night. He couldn't beat me. But he gave himself the time to catch up in training. I, I look back on it. He gave himself that time. And... I always have fire, but I can tell the difference in the fire that I have now. If I was to fight him again, now I got fire to fight him. He had the fire to fight me. Yeah. I was already a champion. I was giving him everything, you know. Of course, I wanted the second title. Of course, I didn't see it that way. But after, now that I look back on it, I was just going out there to beat him and cruise, take the title. I wasn't going out there to, like, Smash, put a yeah. snap on it, you know. Yeah, and I think the, the thing, too, with, with you know, fighting and, and you, you look at other sports, bodybuilding, and, and just... It's about peaking, peaking mm -hmm. at the right time. Yeah. So he, he was peaking, and then maybe yeah. you're a little yeah. off. But. So, yeah. So what it is is I always thought I want two months. Like, two months is the ideal. You always wanted two months. But honestly, my best fights are five weeks, six weeks. If Especially if I'm in shape already or if I just fought maybe like three months ago, six weeks is all I need because you don't want to get burnt out. That's fresh. You're, you're going fresh. You train smart. You get your hard days in. You're ready to go in five to six weeks because you're not dwelling on it too much. You know, it's not, you're not, you don't have that one, one or one week breakthrough in between that, but it's all uphill after that, you know? So you might go to two weeks good, but I just got the fight, that energy of just getting the fight two weeks strong. Then you're going to get burnt out a little bit, third week, then you're going to recover for that for fourth week. And then the fifth week is already time to fight. So you got all the energy back. You're like, whoa, it's right around the corner. So, Five to six weeks is perfect. And you talk about dedication. Man, you cut the hair off, too. Yeah, I cut the hair, so... Ooh. So, I was five pounds when I left Guam. And I'm like, wow, I'm low. So, if we were on Guam, I would have made weight butter. Like, it wasn't even a problem. But I'm in Japan. You got to catch trains. You got to catch taxis. I got to Japan. I drank some water before I left on the plane and everything. And then I got to Japan, and I got on the skill there. I had water on the plane. Maybe I had some when I got down in Japan, but I don't think when I get there, I'll be 11 pounds over, and I got a day and a half. I'm like, ah. So it was chilly in Japan, too, so we put on a plastic. I put on a sweet sweat, and I don't run or anything on fight week no more. I walk the treadmill with the plastic. I ride the bike, and I stray all the way. I don't sauna. I hot tub at the end if I need to, but I walk it off. I burn it out and I walk, and I replenish, and I walk, and I replenish, and I walk until my weight is on point. Um, so we ran, man, for like 40, 45 minutes, me and Zach. Only lost three pounds. I didn't have no water after that, nothing. I only got like a day now. I only got that night and tomorrow. I'm like, oh, seven pounds. I have no water, no nothing. And I can't run outside. I can't do nothing because it's chilly. I'm not losing nothing. 
So I had to hot tub in my room and at the sauna at the hotel all day for the day and a half, like just in and out, in and out, in and out, scurling hot water, in and out. Like, as long as I can stay in, get out, lay down, rest for an hour, get up, back in there, rest for an hour. That's how it is. So that's, that's that the clock. Lock-in. Yeah. That's the lock-in. And, and, and that's when, you know, fighters... Like, I've seen Cyborg. They show video when she's in the tub with the salt and mm-hmm. she's crying because the body's right. aching. And, and that's when, you know, uh, a lot of fighters, they they really do more damage to themselves if they don't do it the proper way. Oh, yeah, man. That's a 30-pound cut for me, and it has been 35 when I've hit 170 once or twice in my life. 73, whatever, but that's really big. Usually I'm like 65. If I haven't fought for like six months and I'm eating whatever, I'll be like 65, cut to 135. And lately I've been waiting at 134, so I've been losing too much. And um, for you, what's what's the max amount of weight that um, you've cut in that, in that one day when it was weigh-in day? So I had a day and... A little bit, and I cut 11 pounds. 11 That's pounds. probably the most, but a day and a little bit. Um, but because um, I didn't cut nothing that morning, so yeah, when I ran that three, when I ran and lost that three pounds, I sat down, I looked at him, and I said, Trev, the hair gotta go. And it wasn't that the hair was that much weight, it was probably a pound though. But every time I got wet again, it holds weight, and I'm not gonna be blow drying myself yeah. when I'm so weak and everything. So I was like, before I got into that last four pounds where I'm weak and I cut it off first in Japan. I scissored it, and I went to a barber, and I had them trim it off. And he was like, he wanted to fade me up and everything. I'm like, nah, dude, you're not fading me up, nothing. I need to. I got the homies back home. I, I, no, it's not even that. I'm like, I, I'm like, I need to get back and cut weight, yeah. man. You just take it off. So yeah, he took it off. He was tripping out, but he was cool. Like, dang, cutting off your dreads. But yeah, I wasn't mad or anything about it. I knew what had to be done. And you know, just this last fight in Japan. Uh, was your opponent a little bit salty about the loss? Yeah, he was yeah. a little salty. But it's, I've it's been the salty. fight game. You know, I'm mad that I I only spoke on it because, man, check this out. So me and my team was in the back, and my legs are super ashy, super ashy, dude. <laughs> they're super ashy. And they're like, I got lotion, bro. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to put on lotion because I'm going to be, I even told the boys, like, in front of everyone, I'm not going to put on lotion because, dude, that's going to be cheating, bro. It's going to be like. I'm going to be slippery or whatever. So I took water and I put it on my hands, and I'm trying to wipe my knees with water, you know? And it's funny. And then, so we go and fight. And then the next morning, keep in mind, I already told the guys this, that the next morning, he's like, you're slippery. I'm like, he really said that? <laughs> if I wanted to put on lotion, I had that full chance to put on lotion. And he really said that? Oh, I should have put on some lotion. I was like, I should have put on a lotion because I was ashy as hell. Yeah, so did it, I mean, did he hit you up or... Social media? How did he go no, about? He just posted it, and I oh. got Japanese fans, and they translated it to me, and they told me what he said, and you know, we they are like, you know, they responded back, and it got big. It started blowing up on Twitter and his Japan, in Japan, and everything. yeah, Japan, man, they 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 love. He apologized. He's like, sorry, whatever. He just saying, he's like, I didn't say you cheated. I just said you were a little slippery, but no, I wasn't slippery, man, not at all. Yeah, I didn't go all the way to Japan to fight you too. Depending on being slippery to win, you know, and you weren't slippery when you were. I wasn't slippery when you were suplexing. Yeah, you know when you I mean? grab, when you snatching me up. You got What's a nice up with slam, that? Yeah, baby. I ain't seen no slipperiness there. Yeah. All right. Well, hey man, um, appreciate you coming on the show. No if problem. anybody wants to follow you, uh, how can they uh, follow you on social media? Um, 
Facebook, Trevin Jones. I uh, have a regular account, Trevin Jones and Trev Jones MMA and Jiu-Jitsu. That's Facebook and Instagram is Trev Five Star Jones. I'm not really that Twitter guy. I have a Twitter, but you know, I'm not really on Twitter. You know, I was on it for when he was talking trash. So <laughs> I was like, oh, what is he saying? But that was nothing. But yeah, Trev Five Star Jones would be the ideal way to get a hold of me on Instagram and. Let's any, get it, guys. Let's any anybody it. out there you want to thank that uh, helped you? Uh, oh this yeah, I want to shout out to my team VWBJJ. I want to shout out to Spike Twenty Two. I want to shout out to all the boys for all the love. I want to shout out to my sponsors, Cream and Butter, uh, Canvas Vapory, uh, Jits Life, Venom, um, Phillies Pickles, um, Canvas Skateboarding. Guam Muay Thai. Um, where's this shirt at when we need it? Yeah, where's that <laughs> shirt at? I don't want to forget nobody. But yeah, I mean, they know who they are. Yeah, uh, much they, love, they, guys. Yeah, they they see all the Instagram posts. But uh, hey, man, good luck in the future. Stay grinding. Definitely want to hear good news coming out for of sure, uh, sure. uh, the people. MMA uh, scene with you out there. Uh, don't forget, you can catch catch uh, uh, KUAM News on SoundCloud.com. <laughs>